Selene. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hey. How's it been? something going on. Is that what? <laughs> so there's nothing going on. It's like the intro. There's like nothing coming up. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same junk, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing fine, but like my everyday life i'm actually handling it pretty well so far i mean it's week three of probably 20 so we'll see yeah i'm wondering like i've I've actually always wondered that like when i've been especially if i'm like home for the summer or something i'm like wow i haven't gone outside in a while well i'm like i've always wondered how long it would take me to feel like oh my gosh i have to leave this house and so now i get to find out okay <laughs> because i'm sure it'll happen before this is over like because this don't seem to to be over like it's not gonna be over for a minute so now i get to find out i guess do you feel stifled in your house not really i feel i'm, I'm a little annoyed because I'm, I'm used to living alone so like mm-hmm. and yeah girl and so it's like one thing that my mom does that gets on my nerves is like when she asked me to do something it's not like okay i have to do this and i'll put it in my schedule it's like no you have to do it now so it's like doesn't matter what i'm doing and it's just like i'm like do you think that like when i go to school i just sit in like in a pod and hibernate for that whole time or do you think i have an actual schedule that i like right right i function like (laughs) like a human (laughs) being i i do things every day like i don't just i don't just wait for you to give me orders like (laughs) so that's a, that's a, that's annoying mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like i mean what can i really do at this point i'm not packing my base up and going back so girl you will be out of your mind to do that <laughs> for several reasons like <laughs> for it's like you want it you want the virus my uh my cousin works at <laughs> my cousin works at a um I don't know, like a facility type of thing. She's a occupational therapist, and like she, one of her patients has dementia, and so she was, <laughs> she was talking about how like everyone knows what's going on. So she was like, um, her patient was like, "Yo, I gotta go to the bank. Like, I gotta go to the bank." And she's like, "What you going to the bank for? Everything's everything's uh closed." And she's like, "Oh, because of that stuff, they got that stuff, right?" And I was like, "I feel like I'm gonna start calling it that. Like, oh, you got that stuff." Not like that's so trifling <laughs> but um all jokes aside it's serious like and if you one of the people that's not taking it seriously we will literally be in the house until 2026 like keep playing around like if you are one of the people who are not taking it seriously like honestly like thunder fire punish you it's real out here stay in the house like s- stay in the house like i would like i don't even know how else to say it honestly and like i'm in new york right now i'm in nyc but i'm in new york and i watch governor como almost every day and he's really he really threw his hands up like yesterday day before he's like i really don't know what else to say i don't know what how else to say it except stay at home like and people who who are finding solace in the fact that wuhan had, had a soft um release yesterday or the day before that's not gonna be us so you can let that go i'm yeah, just trying to tell you for right real. that has literally nothing to do with us at all because also like their people aren't defiant 
and they have a different government structure than us and they're not trying to put the military up the block from us and give us permission to leave our homes like they're not trying to do that so we're gonna be in this thing for a minute so if you're one of the people who's still going to your friend's house and still kicking with your boo-boo thing like please stop it's annoying we're gonna be here forever and yeah that's my ted talk and i know y'all don't really come here for that but like you, it has to be said it has to be said that's it yep um well anyway more corona news this week um, it's corona news it's nothing else going on <laughs> in classical music katie come on what, what else i was surprised how well kifiri did this week Kefiri did really well. I was, did. Yeah, I was surprised. But also, it's like he has, you know, so many things fall under the umbrella of, of pop culture. Of pop culture. Yeah. So it's like, but for us, it's like, jeez. It's like, like who I'm got really the role? scraping the bottom the- of the barrel. There's this, a barrel? This time. The shot glass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, music. Oh, Father, help um, us. I will say it feels a little weird because it's like most of the things that are happening are people getting people are losing their jobs and like losing money. So it's like it just feels really weird to be in people's pockets so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's what we gotta say. So I I am, however, like there's there are sprinkles of good news here and there that come from this, um, in classical music. So classical music never comes with good news. Sorry, I am. Okay, use my acceptance letter. Nothing. <laughs> I uh, I told somebody I was like, I kind of want to learn like another instrument, and like they face was like the viola, and I'm like, I want an instrument that don't, ha- don't have like bad news. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might could. I'm not going to. I thought about it for three seconds. I'm like, the time I'm going to really put like, I just got a list today that is literally. Learning it's so long. In the beginning, it's just so like I missed that. I don't know. I think that's the, that's the easiest part. It's really the easiest part. It's the easiest part because after that, everything is so complicated, so nuanced. So, like it's the nuanced. better you get at the instrument, the harder it is. And I be I be I be feeling bad. Like, that's why bass is so easy for me. I suck at it. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. I told my students today. I kind of feel bad breaking her. She's like, I hate shifting. I'm my like, girl. This. <laughs> She's she playing her, fir- her first piece with a little shift in it. It's like a little third position, a little cute little thing. And she's like, I hate this. And I'm like, girl, I'm just going to tell you right now because you. ain't nobody paying me to lie to you. When I tell you it gets so much worse, I'm like, you will shift in every piece you ever play from here on out into the rest of your days. Like, and if it's not shifting, it's vibrato. And if it's not vibrato, it's double stops. And if it's not that, it's double stop shifting and vibrato at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, girl, it gets so much worse. <laughs> you finish. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in the business of lying to you, sis. I'm like, this is the time to dip out. Right. Nah, you shifting, that part. shifting the parts of the viola that you you ain't ever even seen before. So. It, like you, like you I got remember, a place. Oh, go ahead. No, I was at this faculty concert for this festival or whatever. This was um, yeah. And this guy who was playing this bass piece, it was actually my teacher. And I remember this kid being like, I didn't even know the bass could play that high. I'm like, you think it just stopped making sound up there? Like. <laughs> like yes you yeah, just keep getting about higher it. and higher and higher it gets worse <laughs> it gets worse it gets harder and harder and harder i remember i was teaching uh i think i probably said this i was teaching back when you know we could go outside and have multiple people in one room i was teaching um a first grade viola i think and um no it, it was second grade viola 
and they were like oh, miss brown like it's hard and I'm, we don't have time to practice i'm like and it gets harder and harder and harder so you must practice because after this is the bow and after the bow is intonation and it gets harder and harder and it won't be in tune and you'll try so hard you'll come back tomorrow you can't play it and i went on for like five minutes and they were looking like you know what you really have to do all that and i but i have okay, to let I'm you right. know well, from here it gets you see after you play a little dad song d a d after that it's downhill like okay. and you call me call me jaded but like sir <laughs> it's bad okay, okay. <laughs> and it just look they came back the next week so couldn't have been that bad I hope they see the other side of it as well. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I said, I hope they see the other side of it as well. <laughs> oh, this, I feel like there's way more on the other side. I think I balanced it out after that. I did. There's no way I just left them like that. It depends on how much they was getting on my nerves. All right. So, next is sweet. Um, same old, same old. So, the, um, the Kennedy Center... Um, canceled all performances from march 12th to may 10th that's a precursor to the actual story which is that despite um there being a, in the stimulus bill there's actually um 25 million dollars for the kennedy center specifically um but the national symphony orchestra um they're 96 musicians got word that they are going to be receiving their last paycheck on april 3rd which by the time this comes out has already passed um and that they will not be paid until the art center reopens whenever that is um the president oh and also their medical benefits are going to stop at the end of may um if it's still closed at that time which come on it's still gonna be closed at the time but why did you so, turn off medical benefits that doesn't make sense to me i mean it yeah. makes sense are you trying to save a penny but like now right um so the the president actually before they decided to do all this she announced that she was going to be suspending her 1.2 million dollar salary Jesus. um you up for that right <laughs> what kind of school you gotta have for that send me her name so i can look it up i yeah i've looked up I feel like most people just you, you could just if you work your way up. Oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. I kinda just wanna apply. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could apply. I don't know if you would get the job. <laughs> I don't even know if I get interviews. <laughs> um Yeah, but um so she just she suspended her salary before she cut anybody else's, but mm. that came like a couple days later. Um weekly payroll for the musicians is four hundred thousand dollars and I was like, Jeez. Um but that kind of raised some questions about okay so where's that 25 million dollars that y'all just got from the stimulus bill because they announced that they were cutting people's salaries like a couple hours after the stimulus bill was like announced or whatever and so um but they said that the the 25 million dollars would be uh, used to provide long-term cash flow for essential personnel to ensure that they can reopen the kennedy center um and re-employ the staff and musicians um, and they said that about like canceling two months of operations cost about twenty million dollars. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, let me see. Oh, this is this is um, the reason why my notes are out of order because the order of the freaking article was all over the place in my opinion. But anyway, um, 
about their health benefits. Apparently, that's a breach of their contract. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it sounded illegal. weird to me. Yeah, them, that sounds weird. Yeah, but but there was a um there was one of the Oregon she's last week. I think it was the Oregon Symphony said something about they wasn't getting health benefits either after a certain point. Hmm. But um yeah, but it's just it's illegal under their collective bargaining agreement. Um and the agreement specifically requires that the center provide six weeks notice before it can stop paying musicians for economic reasons and so i'm wondering if they're trying to like put this under another category like because oh yeah that's what they did in the contract this was the met i think the met um what did they call it they called it something like it was a specific term for it that allowed them to override terms of the contract Oh, girl, um, you asking the wrong girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, there's actually been no response to that, or at least in the article that I read. And so far, there's been no response to like claims that hey, this is against our contract. Like this is literally illegal, and you can't do that. So that's why that's kind of like up in the air. But the um, president of the organization did release a statement saying that um, without concerts and corresponding ticket revenue, it is unsustain- it is an unsustainable strategy to pay musicians to stay at home during this forced and still unidentified quarantine period. These cuts combined with the anticipated administrative staff furloughs and potential layoffs may seem drastic. However, we know the only way um, through this for all union and non-union employees is to participate in the solution. The other unions within the center have also experienced this furlough and are not or will not be receiving compensation. So it's not just the orchestra, it's everybody who operate over there at the Kennedy Center um so yeah I don't know I'm just I'm just wanting to see where where the chips fall with everyone because it seems like people with varying like orchestras that are in varying tax brackets and like you know they're handling it differently yeah like the Met who has the biggest budget and a, and a way larger endowment than a lot of these other places was just like I don't know what to tell y'all and then there's smaller orchestras that are like okay we gonna try this so it's like how I'm not sure I'm not your economics girl if one of y'all want to pick up one of y'all um rise and grind twitter enthusiasts want to <laughs> want to pick up economics during this time and let us know how that works I'm trying to, to that. I'm trying to figure out like is it because like They don't know how long this is going to go so before they drain all their funds and cut people off. Yeah, I and and I see yeah, that's what I thought too, but it's just like I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like there there are some there's some organizations it's like those that are not doing that it's like what are you considering? You know, because it's like that can't be the only option because if it was the only option, everyone would have done it already. Right. You know, so that's why I'm like it's just interesting to see how they're handling it differently. Another one um, that I have is the Kansas City Symphony. Um, they're going to continue to be paid through the end of the season. Um, and the musicians will continue receiving their health benefits to the end of the season as well. Um, and the, the executive director said that they're receiving tremendous response from all their patrons, um, offering new and increased philanthropic support for the symphony during this time um, by way of new gifts and donating unused ticket 
tickets back to the symphony um he also said with with the generous support we will be able to emerge on the other side of this crisis and inspired um with inspired strength to perform great music for our community once again so um that's the thing there was another y'all see how my memory work last week we talked about one of the people we talked about was like yeah we don't oh it was organ symphony they were like they were like, I don't know how we coming out of this. Like, we, we can't come oh, back Oh, yeah, this. I remember that. So, it's like, it's just, it's just really interesting to see. Like, some people are like, well, y'all are cut off effective immediately. Some people are like, well, we could pay y'all to the end of the season. Others are like, girl. <laughs> I mean, someone could jump in, on, jump in our DMs and tell us, but it just seemed like greed to me because it's like, y'all are so worried. I'm like, why can't you just do... Because especially someone like the Met, it's like, yeah, people go to the Met every day, but how much money are y'all it, across the board? Like, how much money are y'all really making for ticket sales? You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm curious to know. I feel. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that. I'm not on the arts administration side. I feel like a lot of people might have rolled their eyes at that. I don't know. I'm just not in that world. But I haven't seen the concert hall pack since the Nutcracker, so it's like I don't. It's like I don't understand why you can't you really can't afford to take the L to pay people through the end of the through the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? But also that goes to like because the concert hall hasn't been packed, like people's ticket sales have been going down. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, like I forgot who it was. I was wondering about this one orchestra that was like they just kept doing the same thing, hoping that it was gonna get them out of the red, and that's what kept putting them further into yeah. the red. Wasn't it the Boston Symphony? Maybe. Maybe. Um, probably. Um, <laughs> not probably. <laughs> no, I didn't mean no, no shade. Like, no shade. Oh, they never um, call them my lion. <laughs> listen, oh gosh, <laughs> they will have a bone to pick with us. Jeez, they, um, they we, we put our our resumes were going to the resume round, and they will call us up. They wouldn't even throw the resume away. They will call us up and be like, "Are y'all for real?" <laughs> <laughs> not only is it a no, it's a hell no. <laughs> then they play not one excerpt <laughs> it's okay there's other orchestras sure are um okay so my last piece of news this is my i'm really trying to stretch out the good news and so i have other things but i'm like let me pace them out over the next couple of weeks because we don't know what's gonna happen so i'm doing one piece of good news per week at the That's end so cute. um I mean, I always try to put good news at the end, just, you know, the end on a good note, because everybody's homeless and has no salary, all right, intermission, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, during this time, Black Violin um, is doing a masterclass series. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first one um, has already passed by the time this comes out. It's on April 3rd, but it's going on from um, April 3rd to May 15th on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, at 2 p.m. Eastern is going to be live on their YouTube channel. Um, so the focus of the series is finding um, or finding the foundation um, for like your personal sound and expressing yourself musically. So that's what you know they're like um, the little description says about this series. So I'm gonna link their YouTube channel so y'all can um, check it out and see what it's about. Um, hopefully, I'm sure they're probably gonna archive like the master classes and stuff because the one that is happening before this comes out is the one that's like the informational type 
you know session that's going to show you like how it's going to go forward mm-hmm. so that's why i don't have a ton of information about it because that hasn't happened yet um but also they said that it's um for people of like varying uh experience levels i said i think the only thing you really need to know how to do to begin um um the master classes and like the begin the series is like know how to play like g major g minor scale and like from there they're gonna do whatever they do so that's cool um yeah katie launching yours (laughs) girl but i will say oh girl a master class people not gonna get online learn from me no, but it don't have to be like. I mean, you could do. You know, it don't have to be like I'm doing a master class on the Bartok Viola Concerto. But it, you, you know, imagine. people do. Hey, bar- okay. a master class on a piece that I've never played. Okay, right. played half of. Played two thirds. Okay, you could do a master class on the two thirds. <laughs> okay. But I just mean like you could do like a how I got my vibrato, my vibrato journey or whatever. Oh, that's cute. Look at you with that. I need a manager. Are you ready? I'm playing. I have nothing to manage. You? <laughs> Manager of you? Okay. Wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. I have nothing to manage. I'm sorry. But except the salary, my emotions. I can't even count high, high enough to the number that would get me to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> First of all, nothing you can't count. <laughs> I got nothing to manage. You okay? Yeah, we're just gonna. Yeah, Katie I, yeah. always every week. You know what would be cute? And I had this idea to do this, and you know I might. I was thinking of doing this, and you know. Except, and mind you, my viola is like, sis, please, <laughs> open the case. Listen, I'm waiting. It's 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 here back season right now. You know, April first came so. I'll decide if I still need to practice after I get my results back. Um, right. I mean, there ain't no use in practicing for something that ain't coming up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> advice. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I let, At this point, I might have stuff coming up depending on how my previous stuff works out. So keep keep it girl in your prayers because start off a little bit rocky, but you know, we will keep on. Um, Going back to the 400K thing, when that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I my salary is nowhere near the four hundred k. Like I'm talking about. Oh no, it's four hundred k for the musician like payroll. Oh, that's their weekly payroll. Then for I everyone combined. Oh okay. Yeah. Cause I thought it was I misheard that because I thought it was like because when it was I was gonna ask you the way it was in the article was it worded like. They get they make four hundred k a year, so like we can lay them off because I have a problem with that. People live within their means for the most part, so if you get a four hundred k a year, yeah, that's a lot of money, but you probably spending most of that four hundred k. That's what I was gonna ask you, like how was it worded? You see what I'm saying? I mean, you oughtn't be, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, that's the reason why though. That's the reason why the president was able to be like, I don't need my not I don't need, but like yeah. before I lay y'all off, I'm gonna forego my salary because I'm in the position to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a personal that's a personal thing. I mean, if I was making four hundred k a year, I'm not I trying to say lay me off, but I would not be on my butt if I got laid off. I would hope not. I would hope I wouldn't be. Cause I'm not even on. I, when I stopped working, I wasn't even on my butt making my 
you know whatever whatever but that's just that's just me you mm-hmm. know but that's about by the way like for, a little over forty one hundred dollars a week for each that's how much they make but the, the argument wasn't like y'all making this so therefore you should be good right that's why I was no it was okay, just that's saying what was, how much it costs to operate payroll okay I was like I was like I want to circle back to that because I was like did I hear that right because like no. yes you don't know how people live in like people got private school tuition yeah, and yeah especially if you got a family that's yeah. another reason why you know I I mean like if you if you worried about how you gonna get your Bugatti fixed I'm not talking about that but <laughs> but yeah and and, and it is true because it's like if you you have if you buy a house and your mortgage is x amount you are paying that mortgage because you know your job pays you x amount so you can afford that mortgage exactly. you know like, like you, that kind of stuff <laughs> it's like you can't you can't really escape that you you factor in your salary into your expenses you don't exactly. factor in an a pandemic. undefined freaking pandemic that you don't know when it's gonna end you know uh this lady at, at this volunteer rock music who i love dearly you know who you know who it is mm-hmm. she read my blog and she sent me this uh she sent me this this meme and it was like nothing blows uh ten thousand dollars a year more than 27 dollars a day in mis- miscellaneous spending because i made a comment about how much money i've been saving because i'm in the house and because i refuse to eat out because i'm afraid and it low-key dragged me you know what i'm saying i appreciated it but cause I don't be spending twenty seven dollars a day, you know what I'm saying? I'm be doing that. But but I, you know, I might could get me a, a little drink from Java's, you know what I'm saying, with a little brownie on the side. Yeah, it's like it adds up. At the same time, it's like I I, I go back and forth with stuff like that because of how like like I'm terrified of being and broke. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared of it. Like I I'm so you could say like i don't think i struggle to say that i'm good with money i am cautious with money and that doesn't always mean that it's good because i don't have there are some habits that are not good it's not good to um not want to spend your money on anything you know you can be too far on one side Mm -hmm. and like that's one thing when i started making uh, more money when i was not in school my mom was like you can buy things if you want them like Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like it's if you can afford it Mm-hmm. If you can't afford it, of course you have no bu- no no uh business buying something you can't afford, but it's like there's no reason why you should just be sitting up looking at something that will that you could buy 13 times over and be like, right. "Man, you know?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's really it's really a balance, but you know, I don't really we'll see. I'm okay with money. Like I I invest a little bit and I have a savings. But then I indulge. I'd be like, you know what? I could get the little top I saw at Burlington. I could go out to eat for the seventh time this week. <laughs> Even though I got groceries at home. Like, I'll do dumb stuff. I could go travel to, to Toronto this weekend. You know, see what they talk about. Like, I could, I do stuff like that. That's the, that's the problem with Katie. It's like, I try to say. I, yeah, I try to. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm. No, I'm just going to say, I try, I try to. But I do intentionally not get stuff that I want just to make sure that I can that I I can because it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. of like it some is. like some people be like you know I looked up and I had forty seven eyeshadow palettes and I didn't know what you know? girl <laughs> <laughs> I my sister my sister looked like that she was like yeah I got like I got about thirty two packages on the way to the house right now I was like okay oh, what <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. 
but also I'm, depends like, you, on, I'm like you're lying to me <laughs> it also depends on like what i care about like the jackie Anna palette is something i really wanted but i took a long time to buy it because i was like how often am i beating my face like what do, what do i need this for and then i was like no nah, i'm gonna get it because i found a gift card to macy's so that helped as well <laughs> but you know you ain't got to tell me twice about uh we going out to eat where we going what's the move we going shopping what's the move you know it's the we oh, my disdain for stop for for uh, shopping probably helps me out a little bit. You, oh yeah, I don't it, like it, shopping. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. We traveling? What's the mood? Like that's that's the balance. Yeah, yeah. my laziness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I gotta stop beating myself up about being so lazy. It's really you know what? It comes in handy sometimes. Period. Okay, not not <laughs> not your self assurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm a lazy my way to riches. My good, you gonna wake up one day a millionaire? Yeah, okay. Right That's what I need. I need that kind of 137th birthday. That's all I need. God, I've seen what you've done for others. Well, actually, I haven't seen you do that for anyone, but, you know, I would like to be the example. Like, let me wake up tomorrow morning with a million dollars in my bank account. Um, okay, so today's episode is kind of inspired by the TV program, Love is Blind. The Netflix program, rather. Love is Blind. So we got some, um, our intermission and our topic is about that so the intermission is we we've spoken about which composers we kind of stand on the show several times so but like how well do we really know these composers so listen first of all if i said the wrong thing or delaney says the wrong thing what you're not gonna do is shameless okay like we don't know an entire composer's catalog okay so and also just because a piece is popular doesn't mean i was gonna say discography Oh, that's probably what the word is. I mean, they don't really have discs. <laughs> that's like a word that you would use, like for Beyonce. Oh, because <laughs> she has CDs, right? But yeah. like, and also, just because a piece is popular, just to bring it back in for y'all people who y'all judge classical music people, just because a piece is popular doesn't mean that somebody knows it. Okay? Yeah. Boom. So who who want to go first? You want to go first, Delaney? Oh, what's gonna happen? I didn't even say what it was. So Delaney <laughs> picked the <a> favorite composer. <laughs> Delaney picked the favorite composer. I picked the favorite composer. We have three. We're going to play three pieces by the composer. By the composer in air quotes. By the end of it, Delaney has to tell me or I have to tell her which composer wrote, which composer is our composer. So, for example, if my piece, my, my favorite composer is Bach, um, Delaney, would, Delaney in theory would pick a piece by... Handel, a piece by um, Bach. Wait, wait, I'm not telling you who wrote. Right. Who choices are. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. A piece, <laughs> by, a piece by Handel, a piece by Bach, and a piece by J.C. Bach. And I, since I love Bach so much, I should be able to tell which one was by Bach. If it doesn't make sense, girl, just wait. Okay? Who want to go first? You and me. Not this weight. Not this thinking. <laughs> what do you mean? I, you could go, or I could, I'll guess first. You'll guess first. Okay. Yeah. So, and I had all my stuff beautifully queued up on my laptop, realizing I need to put this on my phone. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I realized that, like, before we started. Cause I was like, 
but it's yeah. fine. my youtube is linked so it's yeah fine. you know you know i'm my good girl spotify so um delaney's composed hi pardon i said i don't know her wow <laughs> You missing out. Like I know that's annoying, but you're really missing out. Like it's really nice. I know you'll take my word for that, but I'm just thought I would say it. Um Okay, so no surprise, Delaney's composer is Tchaikovsky. So yeah, I got- when you said that, I was like, I'm gonna just let you do that because maybe I might know it. So Oh yeah, I'm 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 probably gonna embarrass myself. Where is it? Okay. Did nobody ask for all that? <laughs> turn my shazam on <laughs> piece number two that'd be so freaking trifling piece number two Last one, and before you get too big for your britches, um, too big for my britches. I'm not confident about this at all. Um, <laughs> remember that Tchaikovsky wrote all types of music. Okay. I know he did. Is this you trying to trip me up? He wrote all types of music, then play piano piece. <laughs> I could be helping you. Yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> Hike you feel bad, but let's see which one, which one do you think? Yeah, this is gonna be this is a guess, so don't come off me. I think it's number two. Dang, 
It is. It is. Oh, I'm actually surprised. I'm not surprised because it's a popular piece, but I've never it heard is? you talk about this piece. I've never heard it. I've never it's, heard it before. What it's is Slippin', it? It's Slippin' Beauty. I've never heard it. Like I haven't heard it either. Like so, it just sound. It sounded like him to me. And the reason why, and then I was like, well, and then I, I was second guessing myself because I'm like, I don't like you said. Just because it's a popular piece doesn't mean someone's heard yeah, it. Yeah, because I know I'm somebody's like, gonna say something about I'm like, it's, it's sleeping beauty. Oh no, I'm like I might know parts of it. I've never played heard it. it. Like maybe Ever. you probably heard like some little thing from the middle, but like the overture to sleeping beauty says, I don't know it. I'm sorry. And I can yeah, still, and yeah. What's a ballet? Mm-hmm that's why that's why and because i was like okay here's orchestral stuff i don't i don't watch ballet i don't really listen to ballets like that mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm like his orchestral stuff like if it's from the symphonies i i might recognize it but then i'm like well how much orchestral stuff did he write and i'm like oh but the ballets mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't know but yeah that's the second lit. one sounded like him Congrats. more than the first one to me the okay especially so was, when the when the when the when the timpani did the timpani roll i was like that's him oh for real <laughs> That's crazy because when I was when I was picking this stuff, I was like, "Yo, I feel bad picking this because okay." So the first one, um, the first one is Borden's um, Symphony Number Two. Okay. So and I was when I played it at first, I was like, "It sounds Russian. It sounds so similar. I mean, Borden. I feel like he was like a little bit. It wasn't." It was too harsh for Tchaikovsky. Like at the beginning, that's why I wanted to skip it. Yeah. That's why I dropped it in the middle. Because if you listen to the beginning, let me play the beginning. It's like, yo, this ain't Tchaikovsky at all. Like this is not our dog at all. Like that's why I, I that one kind of tripped me up at the beginning because I was like, oh, this might be hard because it's like it could be, but I didn't feel like a strong, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm like, it, this really could be him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, girl, if you heard the beginning, this if I played it at the beginning, you would definitely be like, that's not him. Like listen to this. Hello. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Not hello. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that sounds like a monster coming or something. Yeah, it's not him. And like some of the harmony. I don't know. And like that's not Tchaikovsky like that. It just sound like I was like if I played it right there, she would have definitely known. So I had to drop it. But like it sounded like really similar to me. So period. Oh, and the other dude, I did all of his contemporaries, just trying to keep it in that Russian. Because at first I was gonna do like Bruckner, and I was like, they have similar brassiness, but Tchaikovsky's not as brassy as someone like Brahms to me. So I feel like if I played a Bruckner thing, it would have been too simple. It would have been too brassy. You'd be like, no, that's not the girl. But the piano thing was uh, Cesar. I don't want to say his last name. Sui? Qui? Sui? He's one of the he's one of the big five. Five, five. What's it called? Okay. Yeah, big the Russian five. Russian five. Yeah. yeah, roulette, whatever you want to call him. But, um, okay, not roulette. Girl. Ooh, I'm scared. I'll be on this mic every week about Hell Stark. Yeah, so I'm doing. I chose a couple pieces. Um, Katie has to guess which one is my Adolphus Hill Stork. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I've only heard a couple of Hell Storks things. So even I was kind of like, but I <laughs> not, wanted to not big but, shrug. <laughs> oh yeah, they can't see that. But um, <laughs> one of the things, one so the wind girls will get off our necks. They're all the same instrument. None of them are orchestral. 
and I did that on purpose okay. because I'm like, okay. because I'm like, Katie, I feel like if it has strings in it, you have a better chance. <gasps> now I take my <laughs> I feel bad part back. I mean, and I don't no, win, but like, but still. now I feel now I feel bad because you because you felt bad. I was like, oh, I kind of. It's okay. We were both I trying to know. win. We were both trying to win. There are mo- there are multiple things you can look for in somebody's writing. So oh, I'm so scared. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh my god. I've been this mic every week. <laughs> Y'all heard wrong. I really do stand by. That's who I stand. Y'all heard wrong. I did a whole I did a whole presentation at the Video Society by Bach. That's who it was about. Go back. Yo. I don't even know who the hell stuck is. <laughs> All right. I'm diligent nervous. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> I'm really nervous, y'all. Like, I'm really dramatic. Like, I'm, this, is, this is like for real. Okay. Okay. Here is number two. Not the wind pieces. Oh my God. Well, you ain't right. fix your face what i'm just nervous because i don't know like i said i'm coming into this pretty blind so i'm like girl were you nervous yeah i was like i'm trying to get dragged i'm gonna get dragged ain't no way okay number
passing time. Also nervous girl because it's okay, it's between one and two for me because I know Hell Circuit is known for lots of um like instability. He does a lot of instability <laughs> and he will give you a solo moment. Like he will he will like he will let an instrument play just by itself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm between one and two. I feel like number three was too square, but this whole time watching me number three, but it just don't sound like him. Number three, but you then said like, number what three is, was too what? It was too square, but then like, what does Hellsworth sound like? Because the girl been writing for a minute, like he been writing for a long time. So I don't know. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. But why would it be number one? Why, why would you put the answer for number one? Like, why would you put number? That has nothing to do with you the. You can throw me. Like you're supposed to. It's supposed to be based off of the composition. <laughs> now, now, now you trying to. Now you trying to deduct. Well, what would Delaney do? It's like, <laughs> like why would you put it as the first one? But then you trifling, so it could be the first one. And the middle one's too obvious. Like I, I applaud you for going for the middle. Okay. 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 <laughs> you oh talk about God. everything but the actual. <laughs> I'm actually stressed. I don't want to embarrass myself on this job. That's not embarrassing. Cause I don't. Okay. Cause like I say, hell so hell so every I day. Got it right. Hell so hell so every day. But it's like his string works is what I know, and his orchestra works, which is exactly I why I did not pick a string or orchestra work. Cause I was like, I don't really know hell so like that. I know you do, so I'm not. Nah, I, I listen to the. I pick the one uh, piece that you listen to every time you wake up and. I wasn't gonna hold you. I'm like, if she picked American Protocol, I'll be lit. I um, knew better than to pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or festival, his festival piece, whatever that one. He worked for JC Penny. Okay, okay, this has been long enough. The girls are like, please tell us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Final answer. Stop. You can't play him again. Oh, okay, we doing we doing Eastman dictation. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so dramatic, y'all. This is like my real life. Oh my god, wait, hold on, <laughs> Katie. I just want to remind you that there are no stakes to this. Say <laughs> like, what? I just want to remind you that there are no stakes to this. Like, oh nothing's gonna happen if it's wrong. You know, I feel some type of way with my one's categories, but you're not trying to be a good sport. Um, that's my game, and she won by two points. And I feel like if I didn't, never mind. Um. Okay. I'm gonna say number one. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna say number one. It's right. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm glad you weren't looking at me when I said that because I made a face when you said I was like, eh, and then you said wait, and I was like. <laughs> If y'all can see her right now. She's bent over. <laughs> oh, I was so straight. Because you know, Hellstruck will do it to you, baby. He will give you a solo moment. It'll be just the instrument for like 20 minutes before the piano comes in. I mean, that whole piece has no piano in it, actually. Oh, word? Actually, no, I think it does. Either it has no piano or she's playing it without a piano, but it's just her in the room. Oh, shoot. Oh, I By the way, I'll link. Him. I'm, I'm going to link her. Um, 
her recording wait i'm gonna write them the down. this was zoe kagan i'm gonna write these pieces down because i want to listen to them because they didn't like it wasn't you see how you see how it was new music y'all without being like pots and pans in the background okay. um i'm out of breath oh no was, it is for solo flute i'm out of breath because i was I'm, twerking y'all i was so excited all right um my pieces the first one was flute wait, set for pants. solo flute it's literally gonna be linked I, and i, I yeah. okay <laughs> i was looking on uh, what's it called sorry flute Flute set for solo flute by Adolphus Hellstork. Period, Dolphy Wolfie. Okay, not Dolphy Wolfie. <laughs> the second um, was Flute Sonata by Paul Hindemith. Oh, you ain't had to do that. That's low. What? You ain't had to do that. Cause what? I'm, no, it's not low. I'm, I don't know Hindemith's works at all. The Viola girls will really drag me. Like, I'm really not... I'm really not versed on Hindemith's work. But it's not about it's not about you knowing Hindemith though. It's about you knowing Hellstart. I mean, I know, but still. Um, and then the last one was a uh, flute's <laughs> sonatina uh, by Darius Milhoud. Milhoud. By who? Darius who? Mil Milhoud Milhoud. He white. I don't think so. This oh Darius is a Loki. Could be a white name too. Yeah, yeah. Over there. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, Darius. Yeah, every, overseas, yeah. Every Darius I know is bad as heck. <laughs> and I know Devaris, too. Child, it's, it's a crazy. Not a Devaris. <laughs> Me and Devaris used to have so much fun at church. Just cutting up. Just <laughs> <laughs> bad. Um, I thought of playing the first movement of the last piece. Then I was like, I felt like it was like more slow like the other two. So I was like, I don't want to. That's a little mean. See, I love how we still consider the other. That's very nice. Because it's not like it's not even. It's, first of all, it's not even that deep. You can you know, imagine, can you imagine <laughs> if I made sabotage. Can you imagine if I made two of them Tchaikovsky? Now that would be rude. What would that be better? Because I have a better chance. But then I would be like, they yeah, both sound like him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, but I would have a good chance. You said what? I would have a good chance though. You will have a you have a better chance. But you second, you second guess yourself so much, cause you'd be like, you be, we really be on these mics every week. Talk about we stand these people. You don't even know their catalog. You don't even know. But I mean, I mean, I know a lot of Beyonce songs, but I don't know all of them. That's true. I feel like, and also, like breaking a stigma, like just because you're in classical music doesn't mean you don't have to. I hate that you don't know this piece. I'm like, I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't, girl. For real. Like, and that's okay. Like, we're here to learn and to get better. And I'm like, I guess, like, there, what do you think about the phrase, like, you should know this piece? Like, what do you think about, like, for your instrument? Like, are you, do you think there's pieces that you really should know? Pieces? No. I don't think so. It depends on how long you've been here. Mm-hmm. And even so, it depends on, and even so, actually, no, I, I still don't think so because it also depends on what you do. Are you an orchestral player? Is it an exit? Like, if you're an orchestral player that doesn't know Beethoven 5 or something and you've been playing for 30 years, like, you know? Okay, but, but at the same time, it's like, if you sp- if you spent time playing other works and you just haven't played that yet, like, I've never played the Bodicini Concerto. But do you, know, do you know the Bodicini Concerto? Oh, do I know it? Yeah, yeah, I Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Sorry, let me rephrase. Like, are there pieces that you should, like, know? Like, if I ask you to sing, I don't know, bass works like that, but, for example, if I ask you to sing, like, arpeggioni, should you as a as an accomplished bass player like know how to know how to sing like the first the opening lick of the first movement 
Not necessarily because just because also there's plenty of things I heard, but I couldn't sing it back to you. That's you know true. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like even even if you don't know it, that don't mean you've never been in contact with it. You know, like there's certain things like you said, I can sing I can sing Bodicini because I have studio class every week. You know how yeah. many people play yeah. Bodicini in studio <clears throat> class? But there's also some things, you know, sometimes if you haven't heard something in a while and then you're just like, Oh, I don't know I don't know it like the back of my head. I bet you mm-hmm. if I didn't hear Bodicini for the next like like seven months, maybe I'd be like, How does the second movement go again? You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <clears throat> I also feel like we look up to our teachers who like know everything, but then I'd be looking like these teachers who've been teaching for 40 years really do be teaching the same pieces over and over. Like, exactly. and I, I realized that like, I, I mean, on a smaller scale, like <clears throat> one of my students is learning a piece in a Suzuki book and like, I'm like, yeah, go to that measure on the second page of the done. And it's like, I know that because like I've taught it before and I've also played that piece like years ago, but still it's like, we look at our teachers like, they could play Brahms second, second uh, sonata number two tomorrow. And I'm like, I kind of hope so. You've been teaching it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like. Right. For the past uh, 35 years, at yeah. least one of your students is playing it. It's like, I, I'd be about sick of it by then. But. And I high key think, like, I feel like a lot of these new pieces that be coming into a professor's studio be the student that wants to play it. Because yeah. a lot of people, like, because it has so many students, like, I've heard of violin studios who, like, I mean, even my VL teacher in undergrad, like, there are certain pieces that freshmen play, period. And it's, like, there's a lot yeah, of senior... Same. Yeah, a lot of people's recitals, like, their senior recital will be works that, like, people, like... For example, this dude, Matt, played Arpeggioni, and then two years later, um, this girl, Abby, came back and played Arpeggioni. Because it's, like, first of all, not only do we play viola, so it's kind of, like, girl, what we really finna play. But also, um, it's been taught, like it's easier to reteach something if you if you know what measure 63 says you know i don't know so we be looking up to these people that like yeah and in the third bar of beethoven's sixth symphony second movement it's like but how many times has that person conducted that piece they know that you know yeah. what i'm saying and especially because that's exactly why we had our school playing divorce like eight for the second time in two years see because and it's that like, man did not have to he looked at the he looked at the score for the first time on that first rehearsal like not the first time but he opened the score since that second yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> like he didn't yeah, have to study like that. he didn't have to study it right yeah. so a lot of these but that's one of the things i was talking to my 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 teacher about because we were going over my recital and he was like yeah i think there's there's only one piece on my recital that my teachers heard before wow that's good yeah, yeah i'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, and he was like, like that is good he's like i like i like having students that bring stuff you know into my studio and it's probably he's yeah. happy to do it because like yeah he likes teaching the pieces he teaches but at the same time it's like it's kind of stretches him too it keeps him on his toes like he's been teaching bass since you know whenever like mm-hmm. it's like good to to stretch him as well you know i don't i haven't yeah. played one thing for gt that that he didn't know like he had to like sanctum like he knows he knows hell stork you know what but I'm saying? also he's 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 george taylor because it could have been if it was somebody else and they might have been like adolphus who like that's not true. because adolphus house is a is a huge deal but for, you know if you yeah. plan and you're in a bubble he might not be because mm-hmm. a lot of people in that bubble <clears throat> are not playing hell stork right i feel like if i know she no t no shade if i brought that down the hall to fill yeah. yang right. it would have been a different lesson but he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember learning this. This bar is a, is a mess." Da, da, da. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's different. But who, yeah. girl? That had my nerves high. It's not. It's not the time for a medical emergency. Okay, <laughs> over what? <laughs> you were like, Katie. There's no stakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we 
because it's like I didn't want to be wrong, but also that's why I was like, girl, it's I'm gonna say this one. <laughs> it's not like okay, like I don't mind being wrong in certain things, but like I get competitive in games that I know I can win. That's the thing. It's like if you challenge me to a game of a dodgeball. You just want to hit me with the ball. Like, I'm not finna run. I'm not finna, like, but when you, categories, this, nah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to play. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I got selective, yeah. selective, uh, competitiveness. Yeah, selective. I'm not competitive selective. at all. Girl, don't pick me for your, your kickball thing, cause I'm not finna, like, <laughs> I'll kick it, but, like, I hope I kick the far yeah. cause I'll probably walk the bases. I be, I be getting on people's nerves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm not about to break my back over this game that what we will be getting at the end of this a juice box. Like who cares? <laughs> right. I remember I told you about that that thing we had I don't know if I saw you on the mics or in person, like I would I did this program um over the summer a couple of years ago where we had to do a where it was on the south side of Chicago, we had to do a scavenger hunt. So they sent us different neighborhoods in Chicago to like they gave us a bus pass and like meet at Millennium Park. So my team was like what's the next clue i'm like y'all like first of all there's no prize secondly like that happened they just don't want us to Keep get going. our main thing is so that we don't get lost so that i have they have a liability they literally turned us loose uh, spanning like 25 miles in either direction in chicago and they just want us to make it to millennium park unscathed that's it that i'm not running to, to catch a train during, um that happened to me during orientation week at um at Eastman. Oh, they yeah. had us do a, a scavenger hunt and I, when I tell you I I I stopped because they were running. <laughs> they were they were running everywhere and I had on I had on open toe shoes. I had on sandals. My shoe came off in the middle of the street and I said no. Yeah, that was all it my took, wasn't it? And they tried to yep, that is all it took. And I you know what I was I turned myself right back around. I was like, let me know when y'all done. And they and they tried to have a rule where it's like, oh your team has to be there. And I was with y'all just I guess y'all just not getting no more clues because <laughs> I'm not doing it. Sorry. <laughs> like because because I'm not better be running. First of all, I'm out of shape. Second of all, I'm okay. not gonna be running anywhere when I'm not in the position to be running somewhere. I could really hurt you're not supposed to be running first of all across the street and in in open toe shoes. And my shoe is literally like coming off they were like Birkin style type sandals oh see like yeah they were they were coming off like it's literally just these two little straps over my thing i'm like i'm not about to be running across and especially eastman it's like stuff was in the middle center stuff was in the slc and it's not in order and so it's like you just doing whatever right and somebody on my team ran into the street without looking and almost got hit by a car see on and Eastern i'm like Maine? that sentence yes and, okay and i told her and, and and then I was like, and look, over what? A bag of candy? That's what they got. That's what the winners got. I said, you almost died behind this. See. I'm like, see, that's why I, listen, y'all priorities all messed up. All messed up. Long story short, don't pick me for your team. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't care. Whoo, <laughs> <laughs> we ready to move on. Yep. Okay, so like we said, today's topics inspired by love is blind delaney put me onto this show so maybe she could tell you about what, it, what it's about she probably do it better than me so i don't give away spoilers and stuff just in case you want to check it out but honestly you in the house anyway so you might as well check it i think it's real cute um i love love so it was kind of fun to watch it's a little weird though delaney will tell you like the but the premise of it's kind of weird but like i don't know it, it was fun to watch and I, it's fun even more fun to follow follow okay to follow the people online i'm really curious some of the relationships are like <clears throat> But um, I'll be following them on Instagram, seeing what they be up to and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. You said something that 
I forgot. Oh well. Um, yeah, but Love is Blind. It's a reality show on Netflix. I normally don't like reality TV, but it doesn't really s- seem like reality TV. Like yeah. it's not like messy or like anything mm-hmm. until like the very end, mm-hmm. the last last second to last episode rather. Um, but yeah, basically it's a show. It's a dating show where like people who are ready to get married, they all go into this place and there's di- this little pods and you get to talk and date people across the pods but you can't see them and so um the whole thing total was six weeks long when i tell you i mean katie katie like katie said she loves love i don't not love love i just don't think that you can love someone enough to get married in that amount of time yeah yeah Yeah, like with like some people be like you don't believe in love at first sight like that doesn't apply to this because you can't see each other but the answer is no i don't i think love at first sight is ridiculous it doesn't make any sense to me oh <laughs> wow <laughs> i know <laughs> like what oh you know how many attractive people there are that are that are terrible yeah terrible like yeah i think i think girl would but there were pl- there are a lot of times that love is blind like it was that i had to pause and just wrap my mind around it because i'm like wow you're really proposing to somebody that you've known for five days that is crazy to me but yeah so they so while they're in the little pause dating they get to know each other and then somebody proposes i'm not gonna yeah somebody proposes Mm -hmm. um and then after they propose and they accept they get to see each other and then they get you know little kissy 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 i love you and then they separate and then they get to go on a honeymoon together and then after the honeymoon they get to, they move back um home to like test out like home life living together and then at the end of that is the wedding in which they decide whether or not they're actually going to go through with it mm-hmm. um so yeah that's pretty much the whole show i mean i would recommend it um it's entertaining and just the whole concept of marrying somebody after that amount of time is crazy to me so that's why the show was very fascinating i wonder why they decided do you remember why they said it has to be marriage i don't know i think i think it's just that's just for like a like shock value yeah cause I'm because because it's like it's not even it doesn't even lend itself for you to even be in a healthy relationship if it doesn't work out because it's like at the end you have to say either you marry them or you not and it's like even if you you could really 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 like them but you just don't want to marry somebody that you met six weeks ago and it's like no you have to embarrass them in front of their fans friends and family and say either i do or i don't so and it's like how do you come back from that you don't humiliate me in front of my mama first of all my mom wouldn't even be at that wedding but I feel like I feel like you must like some some of the couples. I feel like you really had to have got paid more to stay on longer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I feel like I would have dipped out before that. Like if I really know I'm finna marry, especially like you have to go back to your life. Like I just I I would dip out before I married you. That's what I would do. I'd be like, this little ten extra grand ain't really worth it for the repercussions that's gonna come after this. Wait, people on reality shows they probably getting paid like. 300 bucks especially you said 200 dollars. i said three like i feel like especially certain reality shows like i'm much i was watching love island for that little minute i got really bored after like this one girl got kicked off and um i was like this is embarrassing <laughs> like, I yeah i was watching clips of 90 day fiance because there was a clip oh, that was circulating so around twitter have you seen it 
No. I'm going to send it to you later. Um, there was a clip that was circulating around Twitter. And I was like, what show is this? And it was 90 Day Fiance. So, of course, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole watching that. Um, watching clips of that specific couple. Um, but, yeah, the people, like, ha- there's always one person in the couple that is not a U.S. citizen. And it's like yeah. they can't actually get paid. <laughs> so... They can't get paid, you said? No. Yeah. Like this, yeah. Girl, I watched, I was at home one time, my mom was watching it, and I was like, so I watched it a little bit with her. I haven't seen the clip you're talking about, but I watched a little bit. I'm like, what Girl. is this? She's like, real sign, definitely outside. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we finna do is, what we finna, this is so ghetto. What we're going to do is, uh, we so what we finna do yeah, right. Never mind. I forgot what we were. What we finna do is <laughs> we have um we this we did a little bit of that inter- intermission, but we're gonna talk about pieces that were ghost written, and in, in a sense, like pieces that were either started by someone or finished and finished by someone else or completely written by someone else, and you think it's you you thought it was by the composer that you love. So like is love blind type of type of theme going on here like you love this composer but it really wasn't even written by the person you thought it was so um uh who want to go first or anyone me go first you want you to go first i can go for, i can go first but um, also do you but have a cat you have a piece that's outside of the two things i said like no okay i want to be okay um although I didn't really, we didn't really talk about the whole loving part. The first one, I, I mean, I don't really love this composer, but. <laughs> oh, right. Do I love yeah. these composers? Yeah, he aight. But the second one, I don't even know. I don't even know, bro. But the piece school. <laughs> um, yeah, the first one is just a piece that I know. And then the second one is, I like the composer, but I love him. But um, anyway, my first piece, if you're a bass player, you know the piece I want to pick. Um. It's a Dragon Eddie concerto. Um, yeah, so this is a bass concerto that was, it's pretty widely known now that Dragon Eddie didn't write it. But, um, you know, for a while, you know, for a little minute, um, I mean, and we still call it the Dragon Eddie concerto, but like for a little minute, you know, people was thinking like, oh, Dragon Eddie concerto, whatever, whatever. But um, now everybody really knows that he didn't write it so it was actually written um by another bass player um edward nanny who wrote other bass uh things um he wrote like some he wrote a lot of etudes that mm-hmm. i haven't seen very many people play which i don't know they seem hard which is i guess what etudes are supposed Sometimes to be people so. not trying to go up to bat for two people doing too much they don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but um, so the concerto that we usually attribute to Dragonetti was actually written by him, but it was written for Dragonetti, um, who was a, a like a virtuoso bass player in Italy, um, in like the 1700s and uh, early 1800s. Um, but Nanny, he actually was like much much younger than him so i'm like how did y'all even like get that mixed up because it's like uh dragonetti was born in 1763 and he died in 1846 and edward nanny was not even born until 1872 so <laughs> so 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like, it, but you still, you could see like additions that list Dragonetti as the composer of the mm-hmm. concerto. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a little confused because um, Nanny actually didn't even die until the early 40s. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I do like, I, I like the Dragonetti concerto. A lot of bass players like, like, I don't know how to how to say this. Like they they dog it, I guess, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it's like a lot of like skills and stuff. And then like it's just skills. oh wait, have you played this? I've played some of it, yeah, before so long, like my freshman year or something like that. Uh-huh. But oh, they no, you played um, oh, oh, that's what the bass was talking. Okay, never mind. <laughs> the Von Hart viola concerto <laughs> sucks. That's why when you every time you say he was playing Von Hart, I was like, really, sis? Ain't nothing else in the repertoire? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're living over here <laughs> no no never mind i thought this whole time i thought you said dragon eddie and then i remembered it was von hall i got distracted wow mm. we could forget him <laughs> um what was i saying oh yeah but a lot of people dog it out because it's scales and stuff and they're like it's not that hard i'm like scales are hard and if you say the scales are exactly. not hard you're lying you're lying so, y'all be capping it's so annoying Ugh. this reminds me of a quote from tiger king there was one these people are crazy, Katie. And one of the guys, he said, Everybody loves everybody loves big cats. Everybody loves tigers. And if you don't if you say you don't, what did he say? He said, You're insecure and broken. <laughs> 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 yes. That's my new saying. Scales are hard for everybody. And if you say that they're not, you're insecure and broken. And that's like I can name about two, three people that's never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that line up real good. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you it know, actually you, really you could does. probably name two of the three. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We we have to move on. <laughs> um, I do have a recording of the Dragon Eddie Concerto. Dragon Eddie. That's a little. Bit. That's a bomb name. Like Dragon and then Eddie. Okay. <laughs> that's what's a up. Dragon and then Eddie. Perry. Um where you get that name from? He Italian? Yeah, he's Italian. That's a weird name to have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but if y'all want to listen to it, you know, I'll link it, I suppose. And if I don't, just Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Fed it's up, huh? popular, And there's only one, so. <laughs> listen, a scale will bless your soul if you let it. Right. That seven so. going to eight never gets old to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, my first piece, um, 
is the Glinka Viola Sonata. So Glinka, Glinkly, okay. I listened to that like a week, a week or two ago. Really? It was boring. Yeah. You didn't like it? It was okay. I mean, was really? it really? Yeah, I think it was Glinka. Oh, this is one. Okay, but so also th- things, things gotta grow on me. You know, I really like that concerto. I think it slept on mainly because concerto. You hear me? I really like that sonata. <laughs> mainly because it slept on but that's because like it's not finished <laughs> so people don't really perform it like it's it's honestly like rarely heard in the recital hall um so you know glinka you give him that t- like ruslan and lamilla is like a terrible piece to me like i'll give it a second sh- i'll give it a second try but i feel like the- glinka has so many better compositions <laughs> than that joint um but if you don't know glinka he's one of the he's one of the five um and he's actually um he had a huge influence on Russian composers um, and he like influenced a lot of them. And he's like one of the more distinctive ones because he was the first Russian one to gain wide recognition in his own country. You know, you got to go abroad to get recognition. He was like, nah, the Russian people stand me. Um, he began this uh, sonata in 1825, but he never completed it. And it's actually like kind of eerie because like the manuscript breaks off at the end of the second movement. It's just over, you know, <laughs> like it's literally just over. Um, so a, a Russian musicologist, uh, um, and scholar finished the second movement. Um, his name is uh, Boris Go. Hold up, Borisovsky. He finished it in 1932. Like y'all really be leaving documents to die. But you know what? It's probably because like you know you gotta sift through like composer stuff. So it'll probably like oh what's this? Um, but Glinka's sonata is like one of the. <laughs> that's why people don't really be writing writing viola works. Like there's too many people who the viola work is like they last composition like that's mad scary Shostakovich died before I was gonna say Shostakovich but I really think people need to talk about this Glinka Sonata um this was on my senior recital it's only like 18 minutes because it's half it's not really half it's like two-thirds I guess and he really because that's like longer than some of our (laughs) completed sonatas our Hindemith sonatas like at most 15 minutes long dang well I mean the second movement is like a minute and a half Sonata's not that long though, right? Huh? Sonata's not that long. I feel like Brahms to Brahms E flat is like twenty, twenty, maybe twenty four, maybe mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is by my um good sir Yuri Bashment. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like this concerto. I keep calling concerto. This is not a lot. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
kind of simple now that I think about it. I don't like this probably has so many memories just now. I'm sorry for the interrupted recording. I'll link it so you can listen to it without my sound effects. But right, mm-hmm. or Google it. I'm just kidding. You said what? I said right or Google it. Okay. Man, that brings up so many memories. I had such a hard time. This was like my first real sonata. I had such a hard time with it. But um just because like the stuff that she was asking me to do, like I she never asked me before. So uh, <laughs> Wow, memories, flashbacks. Oh, I gotta I gotta look for that. Oh shoot! <laughs> it is simple. Now that I think about it, when you compare it to something like Brahms, like it's too call and response. It's like baby's first, baby's first sonata. That's what it kind of sounds like, low key. <laughs> it do like this call and response. Like you wouldn't after the first little opening. Now we done with that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, I feel nostalgic now. Okay. Um, okay, so my next piece is actually a piece that I used to listen to a lot. And then it just came to mind when we decided we were going to do this. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, it's Prokofiev's Sonata for Solo Cello. This piece goes, in my opinion. Um, but he uh, began composing it in 1952. Um, and it was supposed to be four movements. Um but he was writing seven compositions at the time and he only got to the beginning of the first movement um and wow that's only that's yeah it? that's the only um that's the only part that he that he finished before he died in march of 1953 um yeah so i guess maybe the other stuff he was writing at the time got in the way i don't know but um yeah so um the I know that he collaborated a little bit with uh, Rostopovich on it, um, but it was actually, it actually ended up getting finished by a Russian musicologist named Vladimir Bloch um, in 1972. Um, So he just completed that movement, but he didn't complete the whole sonata because, come on. Right. (laughs) He only wrote the first part of the movie. Like, that's just your sonata now. Right. You can't do too much. if you wrote like the the remaining three movements as well you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so he left the last part the last uh, movements unwritten but i don't know i'm gonna play i guess i'm gonna play a little bit of the beginning and the ending since prokofiev did write the beginning and um yeah it's about it's about 12 and a half minutes long so sit back and relax no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Delaney, Delaney, you just looked at me and kept playing it. <laughs> right.
and then I'm gonna skip a little bit to the end or well, middle. Wait, is that end. all he wrote? Oh, you don't know exactly. No. Okay. No, that's not. I don't know exactly where he. But I just want to skip like towards the end to where the other guy because when I found out that somebody else finished it, I was like, girl, I couldn't tell like couldn't where tell. or when. That's crazy. Yeah, you must have all this work. You have to study for that. That's crazy to me. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I just dropped the pin wherever, but I coincidentally mm-hmm. dropped it somewhere where he was like playing the theme mm-hmm. in a different way. So, I mean, that sounded really similar. But yeah, I'll be. In, I should look that up because I'm curious to see like what if the musicologist ever wrote about what his project process was. Like, did you mm-hmm. write the beginning and the end, and then like filled in the middle? You know, like I'm curious. Um, what like, do you mean? Because, oh, write like, the beginning of the part that he completed. Like, cause you know how he has the beginning, right? Yeah. And you know how Sonata's like be coming back around. Like, so he write the beginning mm-hmm. and the end. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm curious. Or did you just write straight through? Right. Oh, by the way, he, um, he also completed another, um, or rather he orchestrated another of Prokofiev's works. Um, oh, so he the, was. Yeah. He, it was commissioned by Stephen, uh, Isilis. And um, it was the Prokofiev Concertino. He uh, he orchestrated that. So, Rostopovich been popping forever, ain't it? Hmm. Like Rostopovich really been popping forever. Oh, that wasn't Rostopovich playing. No, I'm saying. But then you said something about how he collaborated with Prokofiev. Oh, oh, yeah. Girl, what? (laughs) That's crazy to me. Um. Okay. So my piece. I don't know if it's too well known in the viola world. Um is the handle of viola concerto except <laughs> this viola concerto was written nearly 200 years after handel's death okay. um this concerto uh, was actually composed by henry cassidius um he, <laughs> i thought you said something I know, okay um he was a french composer um and viola player and publisher and um he was basically like contemporaries with uh chrysler which is a big name in the violin world and the viola world because we take y'all stuff sometimes um who did like little he chrysler i really i really know chrysler for his etudes so uh cassidius was doing like the same thing but like chrysler was like kind of more popular and um this composition is written completely in hondo style so it's like easy to believe that Handel might have written it um uh it's typical stuff written in three three movements um the orchestra's strings flute and bassoon and um <clears throat> I was gonna say one more thing but I for I got oh you'll see this this composition it will be like it will still say Handel 
Cassidy is. Girl, it wasn't written by Hondo, but it literally That's still- the same thing with the Dragonetti concerto. So it'll be it'll say Dragonetti on the right side and then it'll be like then Nanny's name will be on the left or something like that. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's crazy to me because you know you know that they didn't write it. It our say I will say like Hondo slash Cassidy is. And it's like Hondo was dead. Okay. Um, okay, so there's a brilliant um recording of Primrose playing this on um YouTube, however that's not how we got today um sometimes you might see it via concerto in the style of handle it just depends on on who who's saying it okay here we go <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing is trifling and scales. The second movement's pretty beautiful. Um, but it's very scalar, you know, A2 stuff. Um it's this piece is often regarded as like a student work. I hate when people do that though, because unless it's literally twinkle, <laughs> which even then. But yeah, it's normally mm-hmm. regarded as a as a student work. Um But yeah, I was gonna say something again and I forgot. Um I'm mad because ever since you said old dude's last name, I've been wanting to kiss it again. See, I sound real good with some like. Whoa. Shut up. Oh, um, Adia? Anyway, that's vegan cheese. You know, tomorrow's my grocery store. mean cheese. Tomorrow's my grocery store day. I might could put that on my list because, you know, you, you only go once a week, girl. So I gotta make sure I get everything. <laughs> Yesterday, I wanted some enchiladas and my enchilada sauce had gone bad, like in the can. That's something I meant to give to you. I had tomatillo salsa. Dang. And I and it's going bad in my refrigerator because I, I was I like, that's something that up, I forgot girl. to give you. I would have ate that up. So you I breaking my apartment. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so I was uh I was like, dang, I can't go to the store because you know it's really not the time to be going to the store because you want to. So I was like, you know what I made? I made enchilada susas because I had some salsa verde in the um in the um fridge. So I was like, come on, innovation. Because I have to. Stuck in the house. Afraid. I'm thinking of getting me a mini fridge for upstairs. Because when I say y'all, I don't know how many of y'all have lived with a 14-year-old boy. It's hellacious. The food just disappears. Like, it's like you blink an eye and it's gone. Like, I remember my mom went to the grocery store. And I turned around. Tell me why he was taking the whole box of cheeses upstairs. Wait. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's how it is. Like, my brother, he's he's fourteen, going on fifteen. He's six two. Like he's oh, an yeah. athlete. Like he you know, he ain't even like, chewing at this point. You know those those like half gallon ice creams. Mm-hmm. He can eat one of those in a day. He has eaten one of those in a day. He'll eat a, he'll eat like twelve yogurts in a day. What the heck? He'll eat a box of cereal. Like it's just like <laughs> relentless. And it's also the non the the non perishable foods that go first is because. When I was 14, I knew how to cook, but some people are, you know, they don't like to teach their sons how to cook. He's, he is learning now that we're inside, like, how to prepare certain things because he won't even microwave nothing. 
Wow. He'll be like, Mom, he'll be like, Mom, can you heat me up? So, so I'm like, he can't even put it in the microwave. <laughs> All, the only thing you need to know how to do to, to microwave something is how to count. Okay. That's that's it. That's that's it. <laughs> girl oh, i will lose my mind i don't know how like i'm just not used to the similar things like when i go home and all them kids be at my house like all my cousins and stuff i remember i would never forget the day my mama my mama bought me her only child a packet of oreos them junts were gone the next day delaney girl, and i'm like is this what scary. y'all been talking about like the similar thing these these i'm not even i'm barely related to these kids we cousins you my mama's sister's kids not barely okay barely. <laughs> your first cousin <laughs> like i was beside myself i'm like my, my, my mama bought me the like she went to the store she's like you know what katie would like these oreos and y'all didn't care with no regard mm-hmm. yeah so we gotta you know if you really don't want nobody to eat nothing up in here you gotta write on it dang i've never known that life <laughs> <laughs> Oof, you ready to move on mm-hmm. what's next oh black excellence Black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? Um, this week I am talking about Gwendolyn Brown. Uh, Gwendolyn Brown is a contra alto vocalist. Um, so first I'm gonna go over like how I came, how I what I thought was the first time I heard of her, and then I remembered. Um. So I I was doing am doing a project, um, and it's having to do with like Dvorak and his relationship with H T Burley and the Negro spiritual and that sort of thing. Which maybe that's an episode one day. Um, but um, yeah, maybe that's an episode one day. But she, she um was in a video that I was watching. There's a video, a really cool video out there that like um there's some like narration about like their relationship but also it does kind of like a side by side um of like the spirituals and then then it'll play like a part of new world symphony which is like the main um piece that he that he incorporated the spiritual incorporated the spirituals in mm-hmm. um so it's like kind of like it'll go in straight into the symphony and you kind of see like how similar the writing was mm-hmm. but anyway she was the she was the person singing in that video so i was like who is this like period. right um and she reminded me of somebody guess what she's the same singer that was at when we were in nashville the contra alto vocalist the soloist is she a shiro oh really oh yes yes i saw her <laughs> right i was like i was like her, oh, especially because how many times you come in you know coming across right you know like a contra, a contra alto so it reminded me of that but then i was reading her bio and it was talking about talking about nashville i was like wait a minute so yeah. then i went back to the festival program and saw her name i was like this is her oh shoot that's yeah. crazy right so um She's originally from Memphis. Um, she got her bachelor's at Fisk University. Um, and a master's degree in vocal performance from the University of Memphis. Pitt. Um, when she was a young her she um was involved with the Des Moines Metro Opera Young Artist Program, um, and the Ryan Center for American Artists of the Lyric Opera of Chicago. Some of the stuff she was involved in when she was, you know, on her on her way up the totem pole to fame. 
um right. she's currently based in chicago but um she's performed with many top opera companies all over the world and symphonies all over the united states germany italy spain amsterdam brussels the list goes on and on and on um she's of course also won many awards including the regional um metropolitan opera council award in memphis um she's also been a a finalist for that same uh, regional award in chicago um and for the altamora caruso international voice competition um and a semi-finalist for the new york oratorio society solo um auditions and the national opera association so you know she's out here plenty of things i could you know go on and on and on all day but um i'm going to link her um her bio so you can see more of her accomplishments some of her press and that sort of thing um and also actually i'll save that video for if we do an episode on it but yeah period <clears throat> well before we go my piece of the week is jamaican Roomba by arthur benjamin um i was reminded by that piece because primrose recorded it um and bodies it it sounds so freaking easy like that man <laughs> what the heck dude like it's not even it's he's ridiculous i mean was ridiculous like right he really set the stage you so anyway he really such a stage for viola little viola uh tidbit he really said he's the one who made viola be recognized as like a solo instrument like i right. mean yeah we had solo well, carrying on anyway his anyway anyway not the restart <laughs> Um, but that was like in the 1960s. So yeah, we had a little whatever. It's like we, I think Walton was written in 1929. So we had stuff, but people were like, yeah, that's real cute. But mm-hmm. Primrose kind of made it like, um, Primrose helped us gain recognition as a solo um, instrument. And I feel like a lot of um, better but lesser respected instruments have similar stories. Like we were kind of in the background and then one girl stepped up and was like, wait a minute um no word of it so yeah that's my piece of the week jamaican rumba arthur benjamin and i think i talked about benjamin before he got a free barrel of rum every year from jamaica until he died we definitely, we definitely mentioned that before but that's all i got um oh yeah i meant to say i'm to say something trifling my mom said to me um well it wasn't trifling but it was just ridiculous because she knew she tried to act surprised about how i reacted when i was like girl but she was like she was like can you play a concerto on the porch for the community (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) but i tell you it was funny because i said absolutely not are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) like not a no absolutely absolutely first of all Uh, just no (laughs) (laughs) oh that's very nice though right yeah okay and i was like i was like for several several reasons i mean i just see a cute video which i wanted to find someone to do it with where it was like the the louisville is it a louisville orchestra they um their horn players played the opening horn call from um brahms first symphony so he like oh dude like went to his house went to the his one of the horn players house and he was like by his car and she was inside her house and they played the opening little horn lick it was amazing it was so cute 
find someone else. that surprised me i saw um this one dude that you would want to do that i would do it because it's out it looked cool and if it sounded bad i wouldn't post it because <laughs> the weather's about to be nice but um i saw one dude giving a concert he was six feet apart from his person i'm like but people are still gathering see we're gonna be here forever <laughs> anyway thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion a black excellence suggestion or an intermittent suggestion also still hiring for new co-hosts it's a perfect time to get a new job doesn't pay much but <laughs> you are a child <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Send it to Classical Back Podcast. <laughs> Why won't you just let me have it? They know the name of the show is Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. ASAP, please. Anyone, please. Anyone? Okay, I apply. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all.